This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. You are tuned into Free FM 89.0. It's the free breakfast. And on the line now for our monthly catch-up, we have Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. Thanks very much for coming on the free breakfast on uh, this different day because normally it happens on Tuesdays, doesn't it? But this week we're speaking on Wednesday. (laughs) Mm. Um, So uh, what are going on um, uh, with council at the moment? For a start, we've got the uh, single transferable vote system coming through, uh, which is quite momentous. Yes, yes it is. It's um, it's something that uh, many parts of the community have been aiming at for quite a few terms of council, but never quite been able to get it across the line. Uh, so, yes, no, council have uh, decided to adopt the single transferable vote, believing, uh, the majority believing that that is the most fair way of uh, weighting or giving value to each person's vote out there. So that means, of course, that instead of just first past the post, where you tick the one you want and um, that's it, you get to... Uh, have some second, third choices that may influence the overall outcome. So, you know, you rank your rank your candidates. Um, number one's my preferred, but if that person didn't get in, number two would be okay, and that, and so on and so on down the list. Um, which which broadens out the representation really of people. It means that there's less votes that are encountered um, if you get that. So, but I think there's a lot of work to. Um, to do now to educate the public on how that works because the only place that locally that's been doing it that way has been the health board and of course there was no election last time so um, it will have gone out of people's minds as to how that works. Yeah, people might be a bit rusty on putting uh, the numbers in the boxes and things like that, which um, I think, uh, interestingly, with the district health board elections, that has been quite a quite a trying thing for people to d- be doing the first past the post voting for the council election and then the single transferable vote um, system for the uh, DHB election um, so at least it's going to be you know sort of um, more focused for them now on being able to understand uh, STV. Yeah I, I agree so yeah uh, look you know um, at the end of the day it's about providing voters um, a way to identify a pool of their preferred candidates to um, to lead council. Uh, and we've seen some examples, of course, in the past, I, I know only too well, where the margin between candidates has been so very small. Do you like think... Do you think um, council is going to undergo some significant changes in terms of the line-up of councillors? Uh, not in the short term, because, you know, at the end of the day, we still need people to um, put their hand up for uh, for these roles. So we've still got to tackle the issue of diversity, both gender and um, ethnic diversity and age across the council. We've got to provide the conditions for people to feel that it would be worthwhile putting their name in the hat. STV will help that a little bit because... 
new people might still get enough support to get across the line with an STV method, um, whereas stacking up against the well-known names um, is hard. So, you know, but I, but I, I personally believe that um, all across New Zealand, with polling down in the 30% bracket, there's a lot of work to do to A, engage voters, to get them to understand why voting is important, and also to encourage different kind of people from put to a different kind of people to put their hand up and create a diverse team uh, on council. Do you think um, there's going to be a big sort of drive later in this council term then to get people to really try and engage? Um, yes, we do do that in any case. We try very hard, but clearly what we are doing isn't quite landing there, although we're seeing signs of change, signs of new growth in terms of um, uh, we have Sarah uh, on council, who's a younger woman and a, a new mum, and able to do her job and have her family at the same time, uh, like many other women in many other careers, so that's really awesome. Um, of course, Kesha is also a mum expecting her second child and, um, and part of the ethnic community. And so that's, a, that's a, an outstanding result. At the end of the day, the only people that can get elected are those who put their hands up for the job. Yeah, so we'll be looking for more to put their hands up uh, in the next election. And fingers crossed, given the new uh, voting system, because it's been a long time which uh, Hamilton has been under FPP, hasn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it has. And of course, that's what people are used to. But I think where we need to focus the work is everybody has networks that, uh, of um, colleagues and friends. They know who's a very uh, capable person. They know the sort of person who's likely to be a strong advocate for them in the community. They should be uh, in getting alongside people and encouraging them and saying, look, if you run for council, we'll support you. We'll help you um, not only with helping to raise a little bit of funding for your campaign, but we'll help and support you by going after the votes you need to get elected. Now, elsewhere in Council News, uh, the decision has been deferred on Captain Hamilton for the moment. Tell us a bit about that, the Captain Hamilton statue. Well, it hasn't really been deferred in the sense that um, we needed to put a process around that. We couldn't just... Uh, either put it somewhere else or put it back in the same place immediately. We needed to determine a number of things. For example, we had to speak with the Gallagher family who generously donated the statue, all, all in good, good intent when they did that, as to what they would like to see done with the statue. We need to talk to Iwi um, to uh, consider at least uh, what the cultural sensitivity issues are. Uh, and we need to have brave conversations with the public as well because this is uh, not a decision for council alone. This is a decision for the community. Um, so that will all take time. We also realised there was a couple of bits of work that we could do that might be helpful. For example, in our public arts policy, making a, a differentiation, if you like, between public art, just art, you know, like tongue of the dog, um, and those kind of things, and memorial art. Mm -hmm. uh, so memorial uh, art is most often put there to either remember or revere or honour someone. So we need to talk that through and decide, um, is this a, 
this particular statue there for reverence or is it for remembrance? Because I think it's okay to remember all history, mm. but um, there are clearly some problems when you start to glorify people who've called cu- caused cultural offence. And so that's the type of conversation that we need to have. And look, we just need to have a very respectful and op- open conversation, not jumping to any conclusions, um, not getting angry and fearful about it, but getting uh, open-minded about it. Because I haven't come to any conclusions uh, myself about where the statue should go. Um, I'm really, really open to hear from all the parties that are affected. So there are going to be um, pop-in meetings about that, I guess, over the coming months? Yes, we're just designing how that will look at the moment. It's my firm expectation that there will be community-level conversations um, so that uh, anybody who's interested in this can come and share their view, learn a little, understand what's going on and um, help us shape the decision about where Captain Hamilton goes. Um, I mean, obviously, he he could go back in Civic Square, but the chances of him standing there and not being damaged in the future are quite low. Are quite, um, I mean, there's every chance that he'd be damaged if he was put back in the same circumstance. But could we put him somewhere else where the story is better articulated that uh, covers off both um, European history, which is important, but also Maori history? Um, where would that be? And that's the nature of the conversation. I'm speaking to Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate right now. Uh, there's also the Dame Hilda Ross statue. Uh, that, that is still being, uh, being sort of thought over and tossed around the idea, isn't it? Not in, not in respect to whether we should have the Dame Hilda Ross statue, no. Um, it shouldn't get wrapped up in the same debate as Captain Hamilton because I think the majority, just about everyone, I haven't heard anyone say other than she's a very worthy recipient of a piece of memorial art. Um, she did amazing things for all people in New Zealand and uh, we want to remember and celebrate that. But the issue at the moment is just understanding how we, where, where and how we put memorial pieces of art. Um, Hilda Ross will go in. For sure she will go in. It's just a matter of timing and finding the right place for her because we don't actually want her to be swept up in any of the negativity that sits around Captain Hamilton. And just lastly, Paula, um, I saw you at uh, Boone After Dark the other night, the launch <laughs> of it, where they switched yes. on the shrooms. You were going around with your uh, your magic, magic wand, wand and your fairy wings on. So that was very <laughs> cute. Um, uh, how do you think the reception's been to that? Well, I think it has been uh, excellent, although I have to say, uh, I mean, look, on that night, the joy was so evident. The children were beside themselves so happy they wanted to know if they could touch them and they could of course touch them gently and they could um, pose against all and get un- uh, all of them and with their family and get under the big ones and hug the small ones uh, they were just their eyes were just wide open with delight and families were there and it was just so so lovely and that's exactly what public art should do having said that a couple of days later I read in the paper that um, some people have been too rough with some and, and uh, broken them and they need repair and that was a very sad moment but the saddest moment was that somebody deliberately slashed some of them with a knife now mm. you know that's just spoiling it for everyone else in the city there's just no need i mean they're blown up t- 
toadstools and mushrooms are colourful and fun. They cannot cause anybody any issue. Um, so, you know, look, that was just mindless vandalism. Um, and I'm very sad to hear about it. And they were specially made for the Hamilton situation as well, given that we're in the middle of winter and it's quite windy. They need to be quite robust. And obviously yeah. someone has really gone at them for no reason other than pure vandalism. Yeah, no, it's just pure vandalism. And you're right. There was a beautiful um, uh, set of artists who go by the name of Amigo and Amigo down from Christchurch. And they do a lot of these installations all around New Zealand and all, you know, and uh, and Australasia and beyond. Um, it's just sad that, uh, with all good intentions for Hamiltonians to enjoy, we found that not that one individual has gone and spoiled some of that for everybody else. But um, I, I think they will be repaired, and, and um, some of them are still fine. And they're just it's just a lot of fun to go down there. So I still recommend that people go down there and um, have a look especially at early uh, early night just very magical quality there mm, that's right so that's in a uh, garden place there on the grass mm. where there are some yeah. uh, some uh, glowing magical mushrooms <laughs> erected there which is a really quite nice experience yeah yeah and and you know uh I think if we if we honour those and enjoy those, we'll get a lot more street, temporary street art um, in our city, and that's what we want, isn't it? Of so course. I do hope that this isn't a um, uh, doesn't put other really reputable artists off, um, considering Hamilton for you know their art to come to, and you know look, I feel sorry for the. Um, uh, Boone Street Trust, especially Nancy Cager, because she goes to huge lengths to make sure Hamilton gets the very best of art. Um, and, and um, you know, we should be grateful for that. Mm, absolutely. Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate, thank you so much for joining me on the free breakfast today. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.